Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. I'm in Mark chapter number 9. That's where I'm going to take my text tonight. And I was going to just read two verses, but I feel like I need to start up in verse 42 as opposed to just preaching 49 and 50. I'm looking around at the young people here tonight, and I, this is, I want them to hear this. This isn't the passage that you pull and say, all right, I'm going to read something. So I think I'll read Mark 9 and start in verse 42. Understanding this, that uh, if you belong to the Lord, you are his little one. And the world doesn't understand what offending one of his little ones can bring upon them. And so this is, this is some of the harshest warning of the Lord Christ in all the Bible. And I want you to listen Pay attention to what, what he says here. I'll read down through verse 50, and I'm just going to share a little bit with you, and I'll let you go home. Mark 9 and verse number 42 says, And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me, what must you do to be saved? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and I shall be saved. One of these little ones that believe in me, it is better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he were cast into the sea. That's pretty. Uh, that's that's a pretty devastating way to die. That's a that's a that's a dramatic scene right there. A terrible picture. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed. Now this is figuratively speaking. It's not telling you go cut your hand off. But he's saying it's better to enter into life uh, maimed than it is into hell whole. For thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell. Into the fire that never shall be quenched. Now, Bible people that want to argue about the word of God, they do not like this text. There's, there's cults that's built around everything. They, they, they won't accept this text. This is from the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, hell here being a very sad and harsh place. Why they enter in where the fire is never quenched. Who is that? That's our loved ones that don't know Christ as Savior. That's you if you've never been saved. That's you. Tonight, that's you. You die tonight, that's you. People say, I don't like that kind of religion. Well, I praise God to get saved and live in salvation and don't worry about it. Where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter in, halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm personal worm where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched that's your worm in the fire and if thine eye offend thee pluck it out it is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell or into hell fire 
where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. I think if the Lord repeats this three times, that it's a very serious matter. Now, churches have gone away from this. You don't hear this preaching. There's no, uh, I heard Adrian Rogers speaking today uh, about, about uh, if you don't believe in hell, then why Calvary? Look at Calvary, the consequence of sin, the, the horror of Calvary. And if you don't believe in it, it, look at Calvary. That's what sin does. And, and, and then people are justified that go to hell if they refuse what Jesus done on Calvary. Now, my text tonight, I just felt compelled to share that, but here's what I want to preach on tonight. For everyone shall be salted with fire. Now, the text has changed here. Well, he's given great warning. Jesus has given warning, but then he says, For everyone shall be salted with fire. And every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Salt is good. But if the salt have lost its saltness, wherewith will ye season it? Have salt in yourselves and have peace one with another. Father, I love you. I thank you for the day. I thank you, Lord, that I've been able to read and pray and meditate and study and try to hear from heaven. I pray you'd fill my mouth, guard my tongue tonight, and preach me, God, with accuracy inside the bounds of the writ. Maybe somebody's here unsaved tonight. God, it sure would be a boost to our spirits to see one or two or three gloriously saved in this place tonight. Even with this message pointed to and for the Christian, I can't do it without you, Lord. Help me stand. Give me strength and unction. I read the verse, not by mind, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. In King Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. I, I want to I concentrate on these, on these two verses, 49 and 50, just briefly tonight, if I may. This is, this is telling us <clears throat> that that we're going to be salted with fire. We would prefer that not to happen. But Jesus says it's going to happen. Now, for these, but watch this. The temporary fire of now leads to glory later. The the, the temporary glory for now leads to fire forever. We see that in this text. Now, I want us to consider these three times in the New Testament we see that we're involved in fi- with fire. Now, I'm, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show, just share a couple of things here. Three times, Matthew 3 and 11, J- John the Baptist preaching. He said, There's one coming after me whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose, and he shall, I shall baptize, indeed I baptize thee with water, but one coming after me whose shoes I am unworthy to to unloose, and he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with, with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So that, 
Number one, we see first mention of that in the New Testament is that John's telling us we're going to be baptized with fire. Now, I agree, I agree fire speaks to judgment in many passages, and we see it here. Though it speaks to judgment, it also, it is combined with fire that we're salted with. I want to preach tonight on a season, a, a, a season of seasoning, season of seasoning. We have that in us. We can expect that to come. We see that we're baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I have a cousin that's a different denomination than me, and we, we discuss things, and sometimes it was it was pretty heavy discussion. And I said, will you answer me one question? He said, what's that? I said, what did John mean when he said that he'd baptize us with the Holy Ghost and fire? He didn't answer me for a long time. And finally he said, I don't know what that means. I said, he's not talking about water. He's talking about a spiritual baptism. And in a moment, we're going to see what the fire does. So first we see in the New Testament, we see our involvement with fire. It, it is concerned and it, it, it occurs at our baptism and he baptized us with this. In 1 Corinthians 3.13, it is this. Our, our work is tried by fire. Our works, Brother Randall, is tried by fire. If it won't, listen, if it'll burn, it won't stand. Did you know this? There's, I tried to find something today that wouldn't burn. Now, there's things, that, there's things that vaporize when they burn, but there's some things when you put enough heat on them, all it does is change their makeup. It doesn't go away. It just changes what they are. Is anybody with me tonight that that's what that does? So the more fire that we're salted with, the more it should just change our makeup from what we were to what he wants us to be. So we see our work tried by fire. Now I think, I think if you haven't been to 1 Peter 1 and 7, you will be before you, this life ends and our faith is tried. So as the fire. The trial of your faith being tried by fire. It tries us. What is it? And it is, it's hard when it comes. When the fire comes, is faith going to stand? When Jesus said, when I come, shall I find faith on the earth? Is this faith going to stand? Is our faith, what kind of measure of faith do we have? He's dealt to every man a measure of faith. In the New Testament, I've preached this for years all over the place. There's great faith, there's little faith, and there's no faith. So we're, what, which category are we in? I don't think anybody's, he's dealt to every man the measure, but men don't use the measure. It's evident they don't have any faith. Faith will make you do things you don't feel like doing. You don't feel like doing it. But you'll do it anyway. What is that? That's faith that's tried by the fire. You know what? It brings you through. It stands. It won't, it's not wood, hay, or stubble. It doesn't just disappear. No, it takes it and it stands in that. So we see three places in the New Testament that we are. We see our involvement with fire. But 
Jesus said here, he said, hey, you're going to be everyone, for everyone shall be salted with fire. That don't make any sense. What does, what, what does that mean? What does salt do? Salt seasons stuff. <coughs> salt, I'm telling you, if they ever tell me I'm going on a salt-free diet, I'm going to be like the old man that went to the doctor. His wife said this. Said the, the doctor looked at him and said, you don't quit eating salty pork. You're going to die. He got home. The wife said, what did the doc say? He said, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Salt, so we are, every one shall be salted with fire. Now, I want us to consider these two things, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to let you go. One is this. The fire, here is the preparer. The fire is the preparer. It's the thing, and watch it. What does fire do? Well, we know this. We know fire purifies. Fire purifies. Say, well, salt does that too. In this order, in this order, stay with me, I agree. But fire purifies us. When, we, when our faith is put to the fire and we come through on the other side, our faith is better than it was before the fire ever came. God doesn't just do it for no purpose. He does it for a reason. Everything that comes to your comes to you in this life, God allows it to come for a purpose. It is the preparer. That's what fire does for us. It prepares us for the next thing or for someone else or for what it is God wants us to accomplish. Do you like it? I don't like it. Some people are gluttons for punishment. You ever heard that saying? They're a glutton for punishment. I don't like it, but he's, you know what he said? He said, everybody's going to be salted with fire. It is the purifier. How do you know that? Because in Revelation 3.18, he said, listen, buy of me gold tried in the fire. Now, the word tried there means to be refined. So buy of me something that's been refined. That's what he's telling them to do. The picture is there that the fire does the refining. It purifies, it burns off the unnecessary things and leaves the thing that's necessary. Out in the West, they have a lot of fires out there. <clears throat> I read somewhere that there's, there's certain trees that drop, that drop great big pine cones on the ground. And they lay there and they crunch and nothing. And the only thing that will open the seed that come out of that is fire. No fire, no reproduction. Does that make any sense to you? No fire. When Israel has prevailed, sons are born. No fire, no reproduction. We see it is the purifier. Now, I, I got this today. Maybe this will help you, I hope. But the, it, the preparer is the fire. And not only, it not only purifies, but fire protects. Now hold on. Chew on that for just a moment. 
I think I know why he said that we're salted with fire because it not only purifies, but fire protects. So I, 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 don't, I don't see that preacher. In Psalm 104, Hebrews 1, both of those chapters of the Word of God, he said, I make my angels a spirit and my ministers a flame of fire. He makes them a flame of fire. I make my ministers. Who is that? That's everyone that's been salted with fire. Says, is that just a preacher? Oh, no. That's not just a preacher. That's everyone that's been salted with fire. He said, everybody's going to be salted with fire. Referring to little ones, you come down this. That's who he's speaking to. Salted with the fire. I'll make my ministers a flame of fire. Fire protects us. Watch this. I can prove it. In, the, in the Daniel chapter 3, when the three Hebrew children are in the fire, you know what? There wasn't no flesh could go in there where they were. There wasn't any flesh could go where they were. Can I tell you, when we're a flame of fire and the fire's upon us, no flesh can touch us where we're at. We're salted with fire. We're supposed to be on fire. He sets us on fire. He salts us with fire, prepares us, and no flesh can touch the fire. They may take a tool. They may take some man-made thing, but flesh, flesh. Anybody in their right mind, when something's on fire, they will not, with their bare hand, reach and touch it. They will not. They'll do everything they can to stay away from it. He makes us, he salts us with fire. If we're on fire, it not only purifies us, but it protects us. Them boys went in all bound up. They went in the They went in the fire all bound up. But when the man of flesh looked in the fire, they're not bound anymore. Them things are off of them. They're up walking around in the fire. They're walking around and somebody's with them. You know what he can do? Fire can't touch him. Can't touch him. So we see the, the preparer being the fire and everybody's salted with that. But then he said salt's good. But if it's lost its saltness, that's easy to do that. The stuff we get now Sodium chloride, it's, it's, and it's, it's purified. It's, <clears throat> it's made up because of all the impurities have been taken out of it. The thing that they used in Bible's days had a lot of impurities in it. So if you knocked, if you knocked the sodium chloride off, all you had left was the things that was impure, and there's no saltness left. So they understood what this was. Salt in this day is very valuable. They bought and sold stuff with salt. I mean, it was like money. There's a covenant of salt in the Old Bible, in the Old Testament. When you made the covenant, you made it with salt. But every sacrifice, Leviticus 2.13, every sacrifice had to have salt on it. I'm going to. You think about that for just a minute. What in the world can that point to? 
He's talking about meat offerings. He's talking about a meat offering, which is meal. It's bread. It's a bread offering. It's a meal offering. They call it meat. We say meat for the table can refer to bread. So in the meal offering, he said, be sure and salt it. But then he said, in all your offerings, Leviticus 2.13, you can look up and get home. All your offerings, you've got to have salt on it. You cannot have an offering. It, well, you could have one, but it wouldn't be accepted without salt. Are you with me? Every sacrifice or offering <coughs> had to have salt. Now I'm thinking about that today. And I'm, I'm tying it with verse number 49. Where everybody's going to be salted. But if it's lost its saltness, it's not much good. But I'm going to salt you, but... I, I'm not going to assault you with anything. I'm going to assault you with fire. Well, now, Brother John, I'm tying, I'm tying what Jesus said back. My mind goes back to Leviticus when he said that every, every sacrifice or offering had to have salt on it. You know what they've done with those offerings? Somebody tell me quick. Burn them. Burn them. They burned the offering. It burned up. Now, some things were burned. They could eat of it. Some things were wholly burned. Depend on which offering it was. Some were done away with. They carried part of it outside the gate and burned it and buried it and carried the ashes. I mean, everyone was introduced with fire. Are we seeing the picture? Everyone's presented to the Lord with fire. Stay with me. You'll get this. That's it in real deep. You'll get it. So here we have everybody's, what's everybody salted with? Fire. Everybody's salted with fire. Do you see the combination? Leviticus 2.13. There's no sacrifice or offering which included fire, but there's not one without salt. Are you seeing this? There's an offering. What are they offering? What God told them to bring. What he told them to do. Here's what you do. You bring this at a certain time, and it always costs the preacher more than it did the rest of them. Here's the kicker. The rest of them had to give the preacher what he had to offer. But then it cost him more than it cost them. Isn't that good? See how God works? Okay. Now we know that in this particular text, the, the preparer, the fire is the preparer, and the salt's the preserver. Salt preserves. We know that. It, it, it'll, it'll, you know what they done? You know what they done with a baby when it was born? They washed it and then they rubbed her down or him with salt. And then they wrapped them up real tight. They salted the baby. Preserve, picture of preservation for newborns. <laughs> Every sacrifice had to have salt. But now, he said that everyone shall be salted with fire. So we see the, com we see the connection here. 
Are you with me? You see the fire and the salt. I'm hammering it hard. Everybody's got that. We got where there's salt involved, where there was fire involved, there was salt. And where there was salt, there was fire. And this was, this was an offering made unto God. And what are we? we he made his ministers a flame of fire. So here we are on fire. You know what he said in Romans 12 and 1? He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So here we have. You know what we see in the Old Testament? We see dead things salted. We see dead things on fire. We see dead things used to appease God. But you know what we see in the New Testament? Because Jesus got up out of the tomb, we see living things. You know what we see living things? We see them in the fire and on fire. You know what we see with the living thing? We see them salted. There we have the salt about us. Watch this. In the, New Te- or in the Old Testament, they burned a lamb every morning and every evening. At the time Jesus went to Calvary, at 9 o'clock in the morning, they sacrificing a lamb over on the Temple Mount. And when they're taking him off the cross in the evening, they're sacrificing a lamb at 3 o'clock. That went all the way back to the law of Moses. Every morning, every evening, there's a sacrifice. And he said, the fire shall never go out. You know what he said about us? We're not dead. No. We're the living sacrifice. You know why he said everyone's going to be salted with fire? Because the fire should never go out. The living sacrifice carries the fire around with them and the salt. And you are the salt of the world. What does the salt do? It brings flavor to those things that are bland and don't have any taste. That's what we're to do. We're to bring flavor to the world. We're the salt of the world. And we're to be on fire while we're doing it. Now, you know what the season, I started to put, I started to make that plural today. Seasons, seasons of seasoning. That's wrong. There's just one. When is that? Right now. What season you in? I'm in the season of seasoning. Why? Because I'm the salt. What about next week? I'm still in the season. What about five years from now if God lets you live that long? I'm still in the season. You know what it is? It's a continual season. That season for the Christian never changes. We are living, walking, moving, breathing in a season of seasoning. They've got to see us burn. They've got, to watch, they've got to see the fire in you. I had lunch with someone this week. They sat across the table from me. 
said, I don't understand what was going on in my life. I, I, I'm not asked for none of this. I don't know what God's plan is. I'm just taking it a day at a time. I said, that's how we do it. That's why it's a lamp to my feet and a light into my path. Lamp lights one step at a time. But you know what we're always in? We're in the season of seasoning. We're supposed to take what we've got and put it on somebody else. Spill over, spill off, shake some on them. Let me see it. Mike Blanton started a thing at his church, and we're going to implement it here. I thought it was a great idea, so I don't care to steal it. And he, he, he was excluding the younger children, but usually they're better at it than the adults. Everyone bring one. Everyone, everyone, we're in the season. We're in the season. Season never changes, Tony. We're in the season of seasoning. He said, if you lost your salt in this house, it's going to be seasoned. Well, it won't. We have to remember, stay in the season of seasoning. If everyone, how about that? What, hey, look, everyone bring one. What does that do? That doubles what you got. Pretty close to doubling. Now, now some of the younger children won't bring one. But they might. Their friends will come. And I'm not talking about going out there and getting people from another church. Leave them alone. I don't want them. Go out there and get somebody that's not coming. Say, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to beat you to death. Our preacher don't bite. He yells and carries on, but he don't bite. And just, just come. I'm just asking you to come. Just come one time. Who knows what God will do? Everyone, some of you thinking, I've asked them and they won't come. I asked somebody else, they might come. Here's the way it used to work. I don't know how it is now. I, I, I don't beg people to come like I used to. I really don't. Uh, it, I'm having a hard enough time just keeping up with who's here. But it took about 10 invites to get one to come. That's a pretty good average, what it used to be. Invite 10, uh, you might get one. That's what it about takes. But if, you don't, if we're not on fire, I start to say you, we. If we're not on fire, ain't gonna make, just ain't going to do it. It does make a difference being in church. That hell that I read about from the mouth of Jesus there in the previous verses, it's real. If you've been exposed to the gospel over and over and over and you just refused it, you just refused it. You're old enough to understand that and you just refused it. Uh, listen, God's righteous in everything he does. The Bible said in Romans 1, they're without excuse. Come get us all.
We shouldn't be afraid of the fire. We should be on fire. He said he salted us with it. That's my, that he might ignite us. And the city set on a hill can't be hid. Let your light so shine before men they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. That's what he tells us to do. We get a song here. Ask you to stand to your feet. If you're unsaved tonight, you ought to come tonight on a Wednesday night prayer meeting. Come and say, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. He'd save you tonight while we sing. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.